If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Foy and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here's another episode of This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest and our guest, Janice Dickinson. Been waiting for this. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. It is our 99th episode, Bob, believe it or not. 99. Yeah, crazy. Number nine. Bob, Janice, barely, Janice, Bob barely made it here this time because (laughs) he he thought he was going to die. I really did. What happened? I got pneumonia and uh, I'm not big on... Keeping track of, you know, I'm healthcare. I'm a, I'm a well, I'm a different generation. I'm not a computer person like no, I Kaiser. Am I. I have Kaiser. If you don't know how to work a computer, you're just gonna die. That's really bad. You have to send emails and like. No, I don't but you even have a know. temperature. I don't even know how to you don't copy look an sick. email. No, I was sick three weeks ago. I Ooh. was so sick. I was in and out. So I just paid cash going to an urgent care. Turns out. Ooh, Urgent cares can't help you. It's just a bunch of students. I didn't know. It's right next to a hospital. You should well, have gone to Minute Clinic at CVS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It would have been just about – listen, you need – it was a case in point of people not understanding – forget how to fund the healthcare, how it works. You must have a primary care doctor. That but physician – I married Kaiser, one. But at Kaiser, it's so hard. You don't even know who you're talking to. It really is. I mean I like the system. If if you're healthy, do you have a Kaiser doctor? I still don't know. Okay, see, you need <laughs> to have a doctor. Why do you not utilize what's at arm's length? Doctor Drew Pinsky is one of the greatest doctors. He's my well, doctor. I, I, I can't be. Me. I can't be his doctor. He's my friend. I can't have a dual relationship. But he was guiding but, me. He was saying, "Get in front of a doctor." I, I kept saying, "Dude, <laughs> don't go to the emergency room." Go see a doctor and let him or her take care tell them, of you. Tell them what you said. Listen, I literally uh, on a this went on for like eight days, Janice. On one night, I really realized. So I'm googling, and a lot of people in their fifties and sixties die of pneumonia. And I'm like, so I call my business partners and I say, listen, if 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 something happens, this is what I want to happen. And and my partner Evan was like. Are you, what what the hell's going on? And I was like, I don't know, but I just know that I'm not getting better. I haven't been getting better. I'm taking all kinds of medicine, not getting better. And Drew keeps saying, get get in front of a doctor. Let, let a, doctor a doctor have do eyes and ears job. on you. Yeah, let them do their job. Yeah, so, right, but I'm right. ignoring that. I'm right. just going to the urgent care <laughs> right, emergency right, right. room. So finally, after I thought I was going to die and then I didn't die two more days, I was so ill. I couldn't breathe. What was your I, temperature? Like a hundred and one, hundred and two. I had a hundred and four. But get this: so I go to this, go to this doctor's office. I decide I'm going to go to the most expensive doctor in my area of the Beverly Hills, Bob. Forrest. No, I live in the IE. <laughs> so I go the Inland Empire, and I'm coughing and all this kind of stuff. And a doctor, I've been there about thirty minutes. A doctor peeks his head in the room I'm in. He goes, "Do you have, do you have uh, asthma?" Oh my god! And I said, "No." And he goes, "Okay, I'll be with you in a minute." And he shut the door. And so then he came in, and within 
like three minutes. He diagnosed me, gave me what I needed. I got better by the next night. Did they hospitalize you? No, he didn't no. need it. He needed a, a physician to use the, his or her judgment to apply oh. their judgment. And his judgment to his case. was then you really didn't have pneumonia. his judgment no, he did. was that my coughing from the pneumonia was causing me to to have bronchi post uh, post uh, bronchitic bronchospasm. Yeah, you're, yeah there you go. Your post postpitic bronchospasm. <laughs> Blech. comes from all the help you but go you to at night during the rock shows and all, all, all your artists you know that are, are friends that you l- l- take care of but but the truth is that I just wasn't listening which a lot of Americans don't do night air night air really gets the lungs Look, you I'll need you. a primary care doctor because <laughs> that doctor will know how to navigate the system and I was thinking about this when I was thinking about you Bob went off on Facebook and I'm like dude you need to see a primary <laughs> care doctor and so so even if you see a subspecialist, right? Let's say you you have joint pain, you go see a rheumatologist. Don't do that because that consult needs to be interpreted by somebody. Okay. A primary care doctor needs to take that consult and interpret it in the context of your overall health care. When you're a hammer, sometimes the whole world's a nail, right? Got it. So you see consultants, you're going to get hammered. Because mm-hmm. you're going to be a nail, you know. They may get it right. They may get it exact. And if they, if you are actually in a condition that is their area of expertise, again, then your primary care doctor can send you back and get information and get more treatments. But somebody who have, knows how this works that is like a yeah. brute. I mean, That's she right. takes so much time with me. She's she's there up at UCLA, and she, you know, I, can I, you see her and get a hold of her? I can. If you can't get a hold of her. They have assistance. Look at how frustrated Drew gets with me. Here's what here's what gets me, Bob. Bob, Bob, here. Let me let me present. Let me present this case to you. Hi, my son's twenty three. He's actively suicidal. He's on Zoloft and Abilify, and he's going to kill himself right now. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I've tried everything. I need you to see him right away. I'm. I'm, What's your What's your first question? You need to call nine one one if he's really going to kill himself. Yes, but what what else do you want to know about his, his? Is he a drug addict? No. (laughs) <laughs> Who's prescribing the Zoloft and the Abilify? Because that person is responsible for every second of that kid's well-being. I think I always bypass authority. Uh, I, I, right. That's your problem. And so you need to call that doctor, Bob. Listen to me. I was really literally wanted Kaiser Foundation to shut down because oh, they didn't so help funny. me. So, Bob, wait, you wait. need to call that doctor. And if he or she doesn't answer, they are responsible to have somebody else to take that call to respond to you and take the responsibility with, that they are in, that they are that they've accepted they've accepted it from then on they are the responsible party not somebody on facebook <laughs> that that doctor <laughs> is responsible from then there on there are doctors on facebook giving me im messages and what to do also unbelievable oh <laughs> Well, that's problematic. Unbelievable. All right. So, so anyway, I almost died and no, now I'm here. back. So I'm here. You're alive. So, I'm alive. No, but Bob, now you don't have any lives left because like <laughs> I know. You've been, through, you've been through all the stories we've heard that's about you it. that you're famous for, you know, you know, from, you know, walking, walking the, walking the line. Janet Dickinson, music. the first supermodel. That's me. That's uh, her. What else don't people know about Janet Dickinson? Oh, I'm a grandmother. Grandmother now. I'm, I got just married. got married. We went to her wedding. Were you at the wedding, Bob? No, no. I'm sorry. It was all right. We just finished telling somebody last night. Was it Jason Waller? It yeah, was the I love best, Waller. funnest wedding we've ever been to. The funnest ceremony we've ever been to. You know, I feel bad because I should have invited him, but we had such a very small, uh, you know, arena to get married. But I was thinking on the way over here today to do this is life, and. Uh, all the people you really saved and helped, the two of you, you know, 
myself, I can say that I'm like happily married. Shelly helped you. Shelly. The, the team, the team really did because, you know, you, pre- you prescribed, you listened, you put up, but Shelly put up with a day by day, you know, and, and stringing me along and, and getting me to class um, AA meetings and, and really guiding me to uh, a better way of life. And I want to thank we you had for the, it. We had the good team. We were a team, a real team like the old school yeah, teams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And whoever the client attached with, the rest of us would back away because right. now we have one person yeah. who now has that's right. control. That, that but, that but understand that point. our personality structures, each one of us, was like a – a lock, and let uh, and let's say the a patient fit. is a key. Sasha, too. right? Sasha, right. Was Sasha we we had right. Luisha. We have that's all, what I'm saying. We have always different team, and they and always somebody would fit with the patient. They'd like fit Jason just right. Davis fit with me. I don't know why. <laughs> he liked you. It's true. He liked it's you. True. He liked he. He, he would admire, listen to me. He admired Drew, but he was he was drawn to you. He, he called you Waldo. <laughs> yep. You, you, you were Waldo. He calls but, everybody no, names, but, say, but he listened no, to me. but he did, but you did save his life. You know, you have any contact with Jason lately? I see him from time to time. He's still alive. I don't know how he does it, but he's doing it. Well, you there's know? so many people that were on the show that are still alive. It's amazing. No, when Dennis I, Rodman was in North Korea, what were you thinking? I was thinking um, they must, they must be having a hell of a time. <laughs> you know, I mean, can you imagine Rodman is the only American that's allowed in North Korea to hang out with young <laughs> You know, and he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a recipient of uh, celebrity rehab. <laughs> celebrity rehab guys over talking to Kim Jong Un when no other Americans can. <laughs> and then wait a minute, we're not finished. <clears throat> Phillips, Mackenzie yeah, Gray, the counselor. Mackenzie Phillips is doing amazing, yep. and she's saving lives. And I'm not, great. I'm not saving lives. I'm shaping them with my grandchildren, which I'm really happy. And, you you and your kids too. My two children are doing. My son is getting married to to his fiance Carly Lewis, Nathan Fields, awesome. and they'll be getting married in Punta Mita in November. Oh my gosh, I'm very excited about that destination wedding. Mm. So, what are you still living over off the 405? No, I'm. Oh, you're so lucky. I'm, I'm, right, because the 405 is such a nightmare. It is. A, well, all traffic is a nightmare. <laughs> just, I, I just really after after. I'm sorry, I can't talk about Trump, but I'm going to. After Trump got into office, I just really want to move to Europe. I, I do. I can't. I can't do it. They got traffic in Europe too, but no. But I want to be in a sailboat. A part, she lived in a part of LA where you can't get there from here. <laughs> you just can't. I know the 405 in Mulholland. You might as well just live in Bakersfield. No one can go visit you. Oh, this is worse. I'm living in Tarzana. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Tarzan? No, that's not perfect. <laughs> Why not? Because I'm living in like, you know, this summer, for example, it's like 125 degrees oh, right. on my street. And I'm out there <laughs> trying to water at some wilting avocado plant. And it's like, <laughs> where am I? You know, I used to have a breeze and now I'm out here. But you know what? I, I'd live in a treehouse with my husband if he wanted me to. But I, he can't be listening because next I'll be living in Joshua But that's tree. why she was a trooper. She was going from the 405 in Mulholland to Hollywood and Vine every day. That's true. For, for your treatment. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I really Very wanted it. few people will it. do that. Well, you helped me kick pills. That was the big deal. My, my, my thing was pills and sleeping pills. And I, I really do believe that well, I was let's, let's get at that a little bit. Hooked on those and not realizing hooked, it was hooked. You were not realizing it. You were hooked. Remember that horrible withdrawal you went through? <gasps> yeah, it was oh terrible. God, was but now, do you, you understand that 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 drug, those drugs are the so hidden. Powerful. They're the hidden epidemic right now. They are. So People are powerful. understanding that about the opiates, right? But if you're going to take an opiate and die. It's because you're also taking a benzodiazepine. That's the combo that kills people. And the benzos are all generic. They cost 10 cents. 
Kids eat them like candy. Okay, so dude, how does your Kids how does your nar- like how does your narrative about the evil drug companies fit go into on, that narrative? Go on, go on, because I want to know no, what almost killed me. OxyContin is an evil <laughs> empire. Why isn't Clonopin and Xanax and Ativan, Ativan which was Janice's? Why aren't those Mine's terrible? Ativan, I'm always well, they Ativan. do come up with new ones that they want to make money off. They don't. You don't get Ambien. them. Ambien's the worst. You don't get them, Bob. You don't have to because you got all these other ones for, for nickels. I know. How does that fit your narrative about the drug companies? It's only one drug company that's evil. It's called Purdue Pharmacy. That's the OxyContin guys. Yeah. Okay. And they knew what they were going to cause. They caused it. And they seem to be getting away scot-free because now that OxyContin, what OxyContin wrought on our society is now heroin addiction. So then a bunch of heroin addicts die. That's on them. That's their fault. Nothing uh, that, to do with that big is, pharma. That is the narrative. Or now, how about my profession? It's rolling all this. Funny, even driving, driving in the either. car, you see like this electronic billboard saying even if – wait, even if you're buzzed, you're going to get you're a buzz DUI. buzz driving, yeah. yeah. Buzz driving. There was an estimate that one in five California drivers are either stoned or high. For sure. One well, in I saw, five. I saw higher numbers than that. One in For five. For sure. Think about it. Of course. <laughs> Think about, about course. being high. For example, last night I was Doesn't at the- Doesn't that worry I, you a bit? I, I know it's true. <laughs> I had a contact high last night at the Green Day concert. I'm stone cold sober. I've been sober since the, since the show. Yeah. I walked in and I, I was- I, My friend Stephen, I left my husband home. He wouldn't have liked it. It was too loud for him. But he did take me to an Eminem concert. Same thing. As soon as these, these rock stars come on stage. Well, especially Eminem. There's like, a lot of weed at that show. The whole entire Rose Bowl was a, was a, was a nitrogen bomb of marijuana smoke. <laughs> How and about I, this? I played a show in Long Beach. Of, were you there, Nate, at the uh, that street scene? I was walking down the street before we played, just walking around this street scene in Long Beach. There were kids with pit bull dogs smoking weed. Talking with cops, with Long Beach police cops, joking around yeah. in downtown Long Beach. It's all Beach. legal. It's all it's legal. All legal. It's, it's the LBC, legal. man. It's his medicine. You can't tell me about my medicine. <laughs> well, what about cops just laughing it's, and it's being some, friendly, community relations? What, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? <laughs> I don't know. They, everyone should get hooked on Hydrolyte because I've been <laughs> sipping effervescent electro, electrolyte tablets for the past 45 minutes, and I feel good. Susan, any... Um, Anything on Facebook Live there? This no, did oh, save yeah, me. This I, did save me when I was sick. I was drinking these I'm all the time. I'm telling you, I'm just completely dehydrated as a woman because I talk too much. And these really help uh, saturate your yes, um, it will. your um, quenching of thirst. Let's mm-hmm. go back in time to the to the great grand 1970s at mm. the Fifth Studio 54. Mm. Was it as crazy as it seemed? It was a. It was the. It was amazing. It was the mecca of See, hedonism. Drew, Drew doesn't like the 70s, and I kind of am Why? fond of the 70s. Why they were amazing. <laughs> Are you kidding? I was out every night partying on down and were and shooting Vogue covers during the day. I don't know how I did it, but were you, was it fun though? Were people you friendly the, and amazing. kind? It was it was it was kind to me because I had a job. I had a day job. Have you seen the new show, The Deuce? No, I've got to watch it. I'm okay. going to binge that, watch it. That is what it felt like. In the seventies, it's a re- an exact. I was alive in the seventies, but it, we were, were the seventies. You were in Palm Springs or something, <laughs> I right? Know, but I was alive. I'm I must just have been you, walking out there. You go, go <laughs> yeah. look at the. That is an exact. New York was ground zero for what seventies was about and felt like. And but this she was there, and it, so yeah, what she I'm was, concerned she was about. Your, I lived on in Carnegie Hall, West Fifty Sticks. Wow. It's just around the corner from 
West 54th. Can you imagine? I was like right there. But you were, you were re- right you were- by Car- uh, 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 Carnegie Deli. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so were people nice though? Because Drew, Drew tends to say that people were very self-obsessed and manipulative. I was and- in the most self-obsessed <laughs> medica- <laughs> profession on earth, modeling and, and-, and, and photography and fashion. And? We, we ran the world. Were the Led Zeppelin guys nice? At the, sorry? Were the Led Zeppelin guys nice, Robert Plant and Jimmy Page? I, d- I never had the uh, good fortune to meet them, but I, I, I was weaned. I would imagine you weaned, met weaned, everyone. Weaned, no, I, I, didn't, didn't meet, I might have seen them at parties, but I was, I was weaned on Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm mean, the music growing up. Yeah. yeah. They, they didn't put cigarettes out in your back or anything like no. They're alleged to have done. No. Are you oh, are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. Being a, being a germaphobic supermodel, are you <laughs> insane? People's, Did you know Gia? I wrote the I wrote the movie um Gia for um HBO and lived lavishly off HBO for 5 months in New York City with Jay McInerney. Really? Yeah. Did I know her? Yeah, Gia existed because back before Gia's time, there was only uh, one ethnic model, exotic-looking model that was She me. was from Philadelphia, right? She was from Philly. So she came along about two years after I kind of opened the market the, for Drew, exotic do you know the story of her? Brunettes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she was the first junkie model. She, mm. she was for... Uh, she was full-on junkie. Well, wait a minute. She didn't oh, start she's out as a junkie. Her. She's not What's wrong with being a junkie? Just a second. <laughs> she... She she had she graduated. It was a slow process, and you guys know it only too well. You know the c- cocaine was free, and it was like everywhere. You know, models were given you know opportunity to have sh- champagne for what breakfast. What she's saying, Bob, of- is that she was a junkie, but it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. No, she didn't start out as 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 a junkie. She I wasn't mean, born a junkie. How that worked? I think you are born. A- <laughs> I was born a junkie. Well, <laughs> No, she was molested by her dad. You know, mm-hmm. she you know she was beaten by her brothers, and you nice. know she was you know she, and she was discovered by Wilhelmina, my agent. So mm-hmm. it, I knew her from. She was she had a rebellious attitude, but that kind of worked in the industry at the time because they were very looking forward to. I, I should teach this. Looking forward to seeing, kind of like uh, a Pat Benatar type being rock and roll at the same time. She had breasts. Most of the models didn't have breasts back in those days. Yeah, you know, we later stuffed them in, jammed them in there. Mm-hmm. Sideways, but it, it was a it was a it was, was she a wonderful. Like, was she as bright as shiny? Was it, as was, it's portrayed? She, she was just Google, like a what phenomenon. It, before you call her, she was a junkie model. I Google her. I, wait, 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 Bob, 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 Google her photographs in the beginning before you could see the the degradation begin. I mean, after about two years of modeling, you start to model. You're a certain weight. Then you get into cocaine. You gradually start thinning out. You could see it in the models today. You see, Gigi Hadid and, Ke- and Kendall Jenner don't look the same as they did like two and a half years ago when they came on the scene when they were robust, pudgy little girls, which actually, uh, which actually registers on camera in a much in a much finer way. And then all of a sudden, they start exercising too much. They're, they're smoking too many cigarettes. They're going out. They're, 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 they're whatever they're putting up their nose or whatever they're drinking to make them laxatives. I don't know. They they're all in a. Just they want to be the thinnest possible. But then you were, you and were the, a the big magazines part, make them that way. But you were a big part of the '90s modeling scene, and all, no, 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 a no. lot of those '70s, girls, '80s. I know, but you were like I was the, the queen. You were by doing that, time. that show, yeah, right, yeah. And those what show? Those what show? Uh, the top model, f- top oh, model. Yeah. yeah. So those girls America's were top model. were drug addicts. Like a lot of them, I knew they were drug addicts. What the contestants but, on the show? No, 
some on the show, well, but we, some you, of the well, leading models know. of the '90s were Junkie Chic was what was in Heroin Chic was a Heroin was chic. a big thing, but but not the models of the '90s. Well, I, I, I you're, you're kind of marring it with 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 certain images. There was Linda Evangelista, Cindy Crawford. There was Heidi Klum. There was Tyra Banks. These girls are well well made, still like, yeah. There's health, those are health and wellness ones. Yeah. I'm talking about. Well, that was just like you know you take a picture of Gia, like you know somebody snapped a picture of her like crunched over and actually on heroin and then they they just they blew it up propaganda and they scandalized it by saying now the modeling industry is heroin chic we were not all junkies so you've been around uh, around it your entire life correct would you say that there is a high addiction rate in the modeling profession higher than in other uh entertainment i would say addiction rate is the same everywhere i would say it would be uh, i would say it would be everywhere only because guess who it's highest just a second just a second uh, look at Amy, Amy Winehouse. Look at uh, look at look yeah, music. Look at Jim I'm not Morrison. Defend musicians. Well, I, you're on you're on the scene of music. No, but no, there but have been doctors cases. are the highest addiction. Rate. Oh, I bet highest among uh, compared to what medical professionals compared to what everybody thinks it's models or musicians you guys, no it's no no medical professionals I'm sorry i've seen dentists i've i've been in three rehabs i've seen i've seen um i was in i was in a dui class with dr dre and mr mitsubishi it attacks everybody <laughs> Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. He's Mitsu- a doctor. See what I'm talking about? <laughs> Mitsubishi. <laughs> Mr. Mitsubishi was grabbing my ass with his Coke bottle glasses. You know, he got arrested for driving 250 miles an hour down Sunset Boulevard in a, in a, in a Maserati. Really? Mm. So, so the, just to get the public aware, a lot of times people think rock and rollers, models, there, that's where no. all the bad drug addicts are. Addiction is addiction, and and it's not in the medical profession or the law profession. No, it's the, everywhere. It's it's in the it's, Americans in, don't believe that. It's oh, yeah. in fashion. Well, look look at what they're doing to anorexic models. You know the the you know the the, the girls. Girl, I wrote a book about it. Everything about me is fake and imperfect because you try to aspire. All young girls try to aspire to look like Cindy Crawford, but they don't realize that Cindy Crawford has she has. A team of about thirty people. She's got expert lighting lighting guys. She's got brilliant photographers. She's got you know, thank God for Botox. You know that's costly. Uh, she's got hair and makeup. She's got like everything at her fingertips. Cindy Crawford doesn't wake up looking like Cindy Crawford. It, a cover of, of American Vogue with a Cindy Crawford or a Kylie Jenner. Kyle, Kylie Jenner will be different because everything is so photoshopped and retouched and, and, and blown out. It doesn't look. You know what I've noticed recently? I don't know. Really young girls get made up in what is supposedly this new, beautiful fashion look, and they look way older. They do. Why is that? Because of Kylie Jenner and the pop up stores that she puts out and, and, and destroys the internet like with, with a lip you kit. You want to look 32. She sold over $480 million selling what? lip kits. What? Kylie Jenner broke the internet. I a went, little kid? I was in Woodland. What is wrong with us, Drew? You're- <laughs> not, not me. I'm not buying them. How do these little no, but kids you know become who does. billionaires? But you know who does. What are we doing wrong is what the question is. What it is is the tweens. They want to grow up to look like Kylie Jenner. Why? Because she's cool. Why? Because she dresses like a slut. You want to know Why? something frightening? She overblows her lips. Wait with 400 cc's of Botox going like this, Bob. I don't even, oh. I don't even know who Bob. we're talking about. Bob. One, one of the, the Jenners. Uh, look at A. They blow their lips up. They blow them up to inner tube ma- epic proportions. To look older? And they overline their lips because they're trying to get the blowjob lips. Yeah. Oh, my God in heaven. 
So let me go back <laughs> where I was about eight minutes ago. Susan, any Facebook questions Sorry. for Janice? Yes. We, well, it, it's somebody who wants to know what to, uh, their mom should do uh, about managing her will so that her addict daughter, her sister, who's in jail, uh, will be taken care of incentivized, incentivized to get sober. Right. So you've got to talk to an attorney about having maybe even a, a hired conservator, you know, sort of a, somebody to go – Someone to – Sponsor. Well, somebody to manage this when you're gone. Uh, or have very specific sort of triggered access to money, but the problem is, you know, how do you monitor that? You know, we, sh- there's no one there to really monitor. Well, I, like I, I heard a new thing that Shaq said. It's the coolest thing. He told his kids, unless you graduate from college, you don't get a dime. I love that. Even even if I even in the will. We if you too. don't graduate from college, oh, you don't get we a say, dime. We, we went way beyond we that. Said they <laughs> touch what, did you, what did you guys do? We had like the graduate school they had to go to. No, no, they had to graduate from college. Stages of being yeah. involved yes. in the will. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. If, if they died before they were 30 yeah. um, and they didn't go to school, they couldn't have money until they were 30. Well, they'd yeah. be dead. Oh, you'd be dead. No, we would, but they wouldn't be able to touch the money until they were thirty. Because we figured, you know, the twenties are kind of unless they went to graduate school. Well, you guys are like you guys are like royals. That's what the Queen established on Harry and Will's. So what? So this mom is concerned with that. She's concerned. I might die. I have this money. It's going to go to my child. What do I do? That's a really technical question. Mm. Donate it to the cat. And then she said, "Get tested. How often? When to pay? I don't think you can trust drug tests for will money. No, you you really you you need to get a conservator. Should be a a lot of money. Apparently, a conservator. You got to get a conservator to to manage it. A professional. If she wants that money, she's gonna want to get sober. This is the thing that drives me crazy. Do they have like? Do they have like sponsors? Conservators? No. That would be good. That'd be Someone a, should that'd do be a that. boundary problem. Someone should do that. That's a good nah, business. That's Bob a, Forrest, well, that's a, lot, a good business. Uh, no, lawyers do it, and lawyers yeah. do the right thing a yeah. lot of sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean, a lot of times. <laughs> sometimes. No, a lot of conservatives have a good that you have to find the ones that have real good understanding of mental health because the, there, are, there are a lot of those out there that have that. And uh, and then you know, I get, bet you get this a good, is a bigger problem than that. I bet you that's the first question anybody's dared ask. But that's I know a, a lot question. of parents are worried about what's her name. What if something happened to me and this kid gets a million dollars? I think it was Kayla, right? Oh, Sammy used to see it at Los Angeles back in the day. Sammy, if you're listening, all, all the time. Sammy, if you're all listening, um, we're not making light of your predicament right now, but that's a really important question because I, as a mother, would would absolutely think like that. I don't. Have, I don't I'm not leaving them like a, a a ton of money, but they'll get parts of my legacy that is that is quite valuable. I think listening to what Drew just said really makes really makes a point by yeah. finding a good conservator through yeah, an attorney. Yeah, get a conservatorship and get a good estate lawyer who understands bad things. You know, Mark Gergos is always asking questions like this. A good attorneys they're always involved in this kind of stuff. Where would you who would you hire? Would you go to Zoom, Legal Zoom? How would you <laughs> no, find no, this attorney? I, I don't how do you no. find the attorney? How do you find an attorney? You get well, an estate what, attorney. Somebody who manages the state. Yeah. We have to help this woman. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's a, but you shouldn't be ashamed. I, I don't know. I I just don't know well, about no, all well, this. Well the one thing I can tell well, America Drew just said an estate attorney. But I but I'm the one that's seen what happens when you don't plan that your kids are going to get this money? I've seen dynasties spent on drugs. Mm-hmm. Of course. And rehab mm-hmm. and frivolous living. Of course. And so these people sweat and, sweat and tears, 40 years of building a business to create wealth for the next generation. They just blow it on drugs and rehab and live in high on That's the horrible. Right? That's horrible. Right? I mean, this is common. Like you, Bob? I did it. <laughs> 
He's trying. Sorry. I tried not to, but I know, it's kind of it. hard. But that's the point. You set up a trust. You can't really trust that the addict is going to go by, you know, have any rules even when they get So there. what drives me crazy is when we tell parents, Bob and I often do, that you need to get a conservatorship for this kid, whether you're dead or not, they need a conservator for whatever whatever the situation is. Oh, oh, they'll be too upset. I don't want to I don't want to upset them. I don't want to ruin our relationship. It's like you then they're going to die. No, it's it's then it's they're going to die. Absolutely part so of it. So don't worry about ruining the relationship. Right. Do what you need to do. Right. Um I have, I just wanted to talk about the other people that were in treatment. So with Jason Waller we saw last night. He's doing great. Jason's Amazing. phenomenal. I never, but I never knew him when he was like out, out in the town. I used to see him around in nightclubs and things, and he was pretty wild. But yep. I never. You How know, about uh, Jace Jeremy London? Anybody? I talked to him about a no. year I or so ago. Talked to him one time. Yeah, yeah. What's he, he was trying to help. Great. He seemed he's, great. He was trying to help people. There's he was a doing some stage. movies. Too. Did you go through it too? There's a certain stage at about two years sobriety, you just want to help all your friends get sober. Yeah. Right. Oh, it I never I goes did it for very about well. Six <laughs> or seven. I had so many sponsees. I had about thirty, and I was like. Uh, I'm spending all my days just trying to save care these of people, them, and I'm depleted. Rachel, yeah. anybody in contact know. with Rachel? You could tell I, on Facebook. I do good. She's doing good. Yes, I haven't heard from her lately. She's back in New York. I think she had she, a kid. She had a baby. I that. She. I a lot, good. Of, lot good. of pictures from the beaches. Of, she of does far like away to flaunt that hot body. And then uh, Leif. Any contact with Leif? Anybody? I had. I was supposed to play a casino with him or, or something. I saw him at. Uh, I can remember that. <coughs> Did I? What happened? <laughs> Nate Nate's went, shaking Nate his head. I don't with know. Me. I was supposed to go sing with Leif's band at a casino in, in what's the town that they allow gambling? Gardena? <laughs> like oh, yeah. the, 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 Pomona. The, the bicycle club or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what about Frankie? Frankie, I think, is doing oh, – I know she's around. She's around. I've had some contact with her. It seems to be good. Frankie, she, if you're listening, shout out to you. Frankie, Frankie good. Lake. Are you still friends with anybody from Celebrity Rehab? Um, That's just, one of the questions the on Facebook. Well, besides <laughs> J- Jason. Jason. Jason Waller. Jason Waller. Jason Davis, I see, you know. But I, I just do run into, like, people. And you know, once once I uh, I have done Celebrity Rehab, and it's just it's, – it's a camaraderie that uh, – it's, it's a very warm, oozy feeling because, you know, in 28 days, you bury your soul in there. And you either get it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And you know so well. Thank you, Drew. And I was Wasn't thinking, Eric on your season or no? Eric. Eric Roberts? Eric no. Roberts. Was he? Was he? Was he, <laughs> was he, was he in we, there? He was there. <laughs> he and I, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tickle They didn't get along. It wasn't remember? on your no, list. It wasn't no, on Eric your Roberts list. Roberts and I really didn't get along because, you know, he was uh, like when the cameras weren't on. He would call me the C word and like try to aggravate me and get me going, you know, for cameras. He just really tried to, you know, it was like really ugly. So I avoided him like like the plague, and he avoided me because we were just two personality. You can't expect everyone to love one another. Right. No, like, no, kumbaya rehab. No, this and, the, and back the two to, of us uh, were toxic. And I'm just thinking about uh, um, Rodman again. Was was uh, Heidi in that group too? Heidi no, Flores? that was a different. No, but that was where Tom is, was and Rodman she in it? Was she on your show? Was Rodman you? in your group? No, 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 no. It was Rodman, Tom Sizemore, Heidi. Yeah, oh yeah. my god! Yeah, that was well, a and, uh, Mindy. You know where we I'm had the graduation because they were yeah, all yeah, yeah. so negative. Oh my god! In a mortuary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's funny. That was That's a really good idea. Funny. And a mausoleum. I know. Yeah. And, and uh, Shutter. And Mindy was in that group. 
Oh God! Yeah, right. Mm. Don't know. Don't know, Mindy. Mindy she McCready. killed herself. Oh God. yeah, that was yeah, the, ooh, terrible, terrible scene. Horrible scene. Yeah, but like I can't believe we did this TV show and like there's a there's like one one clip of Mindy having an ep, epileptic epi- epileptic fit, you know, and she's foaming at the mouth, and I was like, the, you know, Drew, you really encapsulated like both of you guys serious stuff on television. That's you know, that's that's what trolls. I mean, yeah. my withdrawal was on the third day, as Drew brought up. You're I lucky you didn't in. have a seizure, because oh. Benzo withdrawals, you have seizures. I just didn't know what was happening to me, because I wasn't on the pills, and I was walking around, and I'm sober, and I was like, I, I don't, hey, oh, God. You know, and I just really <laughs> meant it. I know. <laughs> it was I terrible. Well, but the, the people who succeeded or are in a way better place than before we oh. met them oh, are the goodness. people that went to aftercare for months and months and sometimes a year. I, I, well, Eric did a lot Davis. of Davis. No, Eric. But Eric Davis, did a lot of you did, Davis. Your group was the most. Yeah. Eric did a lot of good aftercare. Eric I'm Roberts. Starting to realize, I'm starting to realize. I never saw him at Bob's I, place. I know. Here's what I just realized when you said that because I put it together. So Eric wouldn't go to groups because probably because he didn't want to see Janice. See no. Janice. Yeah. Right? So probably. I saw him one-on-one and we scheduled him to be later in the day. But he did a lot of good work with you. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. And you know, Ra- everybody, Rachel kept coming back. Everybody's got their baggage. Yeah. Everybody does. Right? Everyone that's listening, you have baggage. But it's something about community and attachment that surprises That's what is. I mean about really like, warm is. and fuzzy it's feelings. It's not about an event or an insight. It's about community and dedication to that to that connection. Well, the, I think the how did you? Where did you guys get the inspiration for the show to begin with? Bob? Well, no, it was John Irwin came to me, and I was John like, Irwin. and I was, oh, it's interesting. No way. You'll like, <laughs> you'll like why though. Irwin's genius. You'll like why. When, when, remember when they used to pick on Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan, yes. and there was another girl too. There's a third one that's kind of faded away. There Paris was another, Hilton. Oh no. yeah, Paris Hilton. And no, they it, would it was pick also on them uh, and make fun yeah. of them, and the Jay Leno would make fun oh, of them they every were like night. Fodder for it everybody was just mean. To go after. They were children. It was horrible. I agree. It was the beginning of the ugliness of America. Jamie Foxx right? did it to to poor Miley Cyrus in the beginning. Yeah. So so I got angry about that. Watching Jay Leno one night where, you know, when Britney Spears had shaved her head, it was obvious she was psychotic. Exactly. She was having an episode. And just what the media did was so was, ugly. And then, and then and don't the forget next the, night, the paparazzi was making so much money off the pictures. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, KTLA Channel 5 News broadcast live from the place she was shaving her head, if you remember. They cut into regular programming to this show a 19 or 20-year-old girl in, having in a, a mental health breakdown and exploit it. For, pop for culture. B- pop culture, right? So Jay Leno had a punchline about her, about her shaving her head or whatever. And it made me so angry. What did he say? It was just a punchline. And then she shaved her head. <laughs> you know, so, he so reminds me of Ed McMahon. He's so, not a yeah. comedian. He's not Johnny Carson. Yeah, so right. I'm sitting in my so office. I come in the morning, the next morning to work. <laughs> I'm sitting in my office and he <gasps> blows in. <laughs> And he sits down in the seat. We have, we have a seat where there's a where the patients sit, and I was sitting in my seat. And what'd you say? What, what was your? I said perception? we got to do a TV show about addiction. That's what exactly? Because what he said. America is so stupid, yep. it doesn't believe anything it doesn't see on television. Oh. And, and, and he right? said, "Look at our president." Hello. <laughs> Hello. And they said we have to show how sick people are, how hard they were, what they went through and, as children, yeah. exactly, and the things that and go on in rehab. I was we just stunned. Need to film rehab. I, this uh, this is that I've, was an epiphany moment. But I was. I said, Bob, somebody had approached me. If you really think this is the right thing to do, I will go forward with this. He and he goes like this. He goes, 
yes. And he jumps out. He's ready. Walks out. And he goes, we got to do it. We got to do it. But it wasn't going to be celebrities. It wasn't going to be celebrities. real people. It was going to be real people. But then what was the problem with real people? It was. We did it with real people eventually. No one liked real people. Oh, we're such a celebrity focus. I think it might have been VH1 was interested in celebrities. Much the same thing. But, you know, if a celebrity sneezes, you. It's a part of the culture. You know, America's obsessed with fame and drugs. But after I've done this show, I, I can can honestly say thousands of people have come up to me and said, like, you know, you've saved my life by just going on that show. Thank you. It did. It did. You know? It did what we intended it to do. You really helped we, a we, lot it, of people. Yeah, it was what we intended I wish to do. It, I wish, you know, if I had to go, I didn't know that much about television. Now I do. But what I would have done is, you know, how you guys got the payments through the through the shooting of it. Right. I would have said the payments need to be spread out over six months, so you have to go to aftercare to get your payments. That's very smart. That would have been smarter. All right, we got to take a little break. I sued okay. you, but it would have been the smarter. Great, <laughs> the great Janice Dickinson is here. I want to talk to you about Ram Dass when we get back. All okay, right, we'll take a little break. Right back. Well, one of the great parts about working in recovery is seeing former patients successfully move on. And I've had patients that have come up to me years later and uh, shake my hand and say, you know what, sometimes people are kicked out of treatment. And uh, many of these folks move on to become mental health professionals themselves. And, of course, the field of psychology is vast. The need for competent practitioners is huge. If you're considering this rewarding career, I urge you to consider the California School of Professional Psychology at Alliant University. Now, I've known them for a long time at Alliant University. I've spoken at their past events. It was founded in 1969. It's boasts an alumni network of nearly 50,000 people worldwide. And Alliant has fostered many of today's mental health pioneers, authors, and advocates. CSPP at Alliant University hosts both on-ground and online programs in business psychology, marriage and family therapy, clinical counseling. They also offer APA-accredited doctoral programs in clinical psychology that can allow for specialization in child psychology, clinical forensic psychology, and integrated psychology. And the faculty is crazy. It's made up of, of leaders and historical figures like Abraham Maslow, Carl Rogers, Viktor Frankl, some of the true fathers of modern psychology. For more information, and I worked alongside of these students as well, by the way, in the clinical setting as well as having lectured at the institution. So for more on the California School of Professional Psychology, CSPP, at Alliant, click the Alliant banner on our website or visit Alliant, A-L-L-I-A-N-T dot E-D-U, Alliant dot E-D-U. I want to thank our friends at Alliant wow. also our friends at Hydrolite. Don't forget them. Hydrolite, uh, you can get a 30% off discount by clicking on the banner. That's probably on, why I didn't die of pneumonia. I took that every day. D-R-D-R-D-W-H-Y, and you get 30% off. Ram Dass? Ram Dass. So first of all, I met his niece on Friday night. Oh, really? His niece is an agent out here. Oh, you're kidding. No, is that something? Who's Ram Dass? Ram Dass was a spiritual teacher. He's actually like a crazy guy from Brooklyn, right? He was from Brooklyn. <laughs> well, he, he became another... a spiritual teacher, musician. He had a lot to do with self-realization okay. fellowship out in Malibu. So, so there's a documentary out now called Dying to Know about Leary and Ram Dass. And they reunite them together and they film them talking to each other just before Leary dies. And in the documentary, you need to watch it because you see – how severely mentally ill Leary was. I didn't realize. Oh, Dr. Leary, I knew him. And he was, he was crazy. He was, out there. He was bipolar. And he was alcoholic. Uh, oh, and it goes into that too. He oh, don't you think? Oh, God, oh for sure. Acid, no, no, acid, listen, acid, acid, acid. Bob, there's one segment where he, he his ex-wife leaves him, one of his five wives, manic mm-hmm. as hell. The third wife, he said, or he, she says, our addiction got so bad, I almost died, I had to leave. And he kept going. I mean, severe. I, and his pupils are pinned the whole time he's doing this doc. So Might I'm wondering be. if he's on Might something. Might be. So in any event, the, 
the the his his uh, severe severe mental illness was was made apparent in that film. And then Ramdas had that. Well, at least the guy's doing good stuff, and he's, he's a sort cool of, guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy, and he and he had and some, he was part of the original Harvard. Wait, wait, gang. finish, finish. Had some interesting insights from LST and stuff. But then I thought. What do these guys really change? Like okay, that's an old story. That's a rich rich kid who becomes an ascetic. Okay, all right. Rich kid comes another becomes a, a monk. Okay, so, that's an old story. Okay. What, what? Why? What's new? What are we going to do new? And I started thinking that you know hallucinogen therapy may be a thing. It may help people with certain mental illnesses. We just got to figure this out. Should talk to Rocky. Is he using that stuff? Is he, is he advocating? No, I mean, is he advocating? The, I don't know. No, what his I, I think there's some. There's research, particularly in death and dying. There's some good evidence that. Well, yeah, yeah. Death, let's go see uh, flatliners. I'm, I'm all for that when I'm dying. But, yeah. but, but one of the things they are working on is the wounded warriors are doing for, for PTSD. MDMA and it is working. M- and it is With acid. Working. Yeah, MDMA. MDMA. Uh, is that a low spectrum? dose. That, what that low does dose. is a serotonin drug, isn't it? Well, MDMA. but that's but that's not saying much. I mean, ser- what is a serotonin over the counter thing that I can buy that doesn't affect my um? My, mm. There is none. Exercise. I know. Stay with exercise. Coffee. Yeah, coffee. <laughs> coffee. Sex. My favorite. Sex. Good Chocolate. Good. Yeah, yeah. Those are all good. For- <laughs> those are all the good ones. Um, <laughs> oh, but like but I, I, don't know. I, I just, always fantasize about it, Molly and. If, well, here's <laughs> I was a part of, all the time. I was a part of seeing Ram Dass. I saw him several times. He played music. He'd t- teach meditation at Self-Realization Fellowship yeah. in Malibu. And I was going there one time. I got into it when I had about seven, eight years of sobriety. And I, Because um, you go on different journeys, right? Oh, I bet. And I would have loved to so have been I'm, a fly on the so wall I'm for there, that one. <laughs> so I'm there becoming, you know, like following Self-Realization Fellowship. And I was got there late on a Sunday morning. And I had to park way far away. And I was walking through the parking lot. And it was just Porsche after Range Rover after Porsche yeah, after Range Rover. And I thought, these motherfuckers aren't going to South Central. Central to spread the good news well, about but, God, uh, you, but, you're, <laughs> but you're sort of making my point. You know I mean? So go ahead. So you got to so the, got, and you so met Ramdas. So I had been into it for about two years, and in that church and that day, I I was disillusioned. I was like, look at all these rich people. Like, why? Where because are the poor saw, people? But you're living in the you know living in one of the most expensive cities on earth. And they're gonna, you're going to be no, ready. but I think Bob's. But I, 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 I get spiritual I get. teachers aren't the real true gurus but, but, of India are going to the most impoverished places of India and asking nothing in return and, and teaching and giving. Well, and, that's how and, that's how um, Kabbalah right? got started from that guy with the center, Aton and his Kabbalah but, center. But I think I think the missing piece. What I was thinking was is the the other. Being of service to others and and figuring things out for others and and being instead you know, of an exchange instead of you got to turn in a little bit and you know to be ascetic. All right, well, but the, does that but go hand idea. in hand with psychotropics? Is that what you're saying? Like the I, I just I just I, I guess I started thinking about all this because our country is so spiritually so, in trouble right now, so and I have wrong. to read Rob, Bob's Facebook posts every day, and they they hurt my soul. <laughs> They're Ouch. so negative and angry. I get really negative, and then I post pictures of the baby. Like I'm oh. a you know I'm. And it just feels like I, I don't know. I feel like a new synthesis is coming. Something synthetic from all this has got to come together. I think social media. I'm does not sure. Something so I'm thinking negative. a lot about it all the time. No, so. but you guys the, are way too. How about your heads. this? How about this? Steve Jobs didn't allow his children to be on iPads. Yeah, how about that? How about yeah. the people who sense. really know it how addictive it eats your and brain. profound these I don't, technology I don't touch is? Them. I'm not. I'm not. Those people don't allow their children on it. I totally what, agree. Uh, I agree with him. Drew doesn't think I, it matters. I, I don't, right. I don't disagree with him. I just think that 
I, I'm sure there were people that didn't let people drive cars either. I mean, this is no, but these are, are children's developing brains. But Drew. see, they watch going to uh, a listen, dinner. You can you even see it in restaurants. Hang on, when you see these children at the restaurants, I get it. and they're texting each other by yep. having conversation oh, with, their fit, with their thumbs. I'm not being. I'm and not apologizing. Carpal tunnel by the time they're twelve or thirteen, and then it's you know by here's, the time they're here, nineteen. You know what? It's there's the art of conversation here's is dead. Here's what I here's what I'm thinking. I, it just came together for me a little bit. I'm not an apologist for these things. Of course, there's lots of trouble with it. But I don't – I think that one of the biggest problems of our time right now is hubris. And declaring something is so is something I'm extremely – I don't want to do that unless I really know. The things I really know and I'm, I'm happy to share that. But, but everything else is hubristic right now. The advent of technology has destroyed everything. I will just remind you that the French said that about the advent of the novel. That's true. When the novel was invented, That's true. it was going to destroy the children. And I, I just don't know. Well, I don't know enough. It's hubristic to say that's going to be the destruction. I think it's got to be destroyed. I don't no, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's the destruction. I'm saying it's creating this divisive. No. Uh, it it really certainly is. stops, it it certainly really stops is. sleep patterns. People don't know yes. how to talk. The blue screen. Yes. The, here's the, the thing. They are a conversation. I just said that. But yeah. he's using me as an example. And oh. I know. I've had these opinions <laughs> no, really my not. whole life. I'm really not. No, but I'll, I'll give you an example. Go ahead. I've had these opinions my whole life. I had to meet with people and or play concerts to say them. Yeah. I had to do human things to say them. Now all I got to do is find a good picture of Trump and say, fuck Trump, and boom, it's out there. Right? Ugh. That's what the whole Ugh. country is doing, Drew. And they think somebody's listening. That's my funny thing, is Louis C.K. has a good bit about, about being at his children's horror, you know, the eight-years-old ballerina performance, and all the parents are videotaping it, and he's thinking the fuck are they videotaping for? Nobody's going to watch it. Are you really going to sit and watch your child's eight-year-old ballerina recital? Well, it was funny. And he said no because – so he talked to a dad and he said no. They posted it on their Facebook. He goes, nobody watches those fucking videos. No. It's funny though. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, but Only uh, mothers and grandmothers. Listen, uh, they, 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 uh, a college football television broadcast yesterday, one of the announcers made them play back a touchdown because he goes, look at this. Look at what I just saw. None of, nobody noticed it. He goes, watch the guy get into the end zone and you see these guys in their 30s. They're cops and security guards with their hands over their head making the touchdowns and screaming in joy. And he goes, look over here to the right. And over the right is a 19-year-old with her phone taking a picture of the touchdown <laughs> with, a, with a blank face. <laughs> there you go. And he goes, there it is. No, I mean, it's, it's become, the apparatus has become an extension. Well, I, I, I just think but, but, from I think human, it's dangerous. The human I, connection. Yes, oh, for sure. And I think we need to... Go back to letter writing. No, it's just our our education. We need to edu- we need to use all this material, this technology, to really educate ourselves. We need to be thought thoughtful and thinking about things because really behind all of this is a lack of understanding, a lack of education. Just even what I said about the novel. How many people know that history? No, I mean I that know. that history That's is there. Because you're well read. I think we well, but we don't have to read anymore. You can use you this thing. Really Listen to podcasts. You didn't really used to need. You, you didn't it have to go to tweens. college it to know a lot of stuff. It starts with and it starts with being the, being popular but, on social media. That's which is where a waste it's all of time. Started. Yes, it's a waste they of time. They can't stop. They're killing themselves over I, it. I, I understand. Believe me, I understand. But I just – I don't know. There's it the just I, Listen, I'm an optimist. He's a pessimist. That's the yes. difference here. And, and I think a I like new <laughs> I think a new synthesis will come out of that. I think, you know, there's a famous philosopher right now, Hegel, that said that's kind of how history moves along through these opposites coming in conflict and synthetically coming together. I think we're in a big synthetic 
mess oh, right 100%. now. One hundred percent. And You're something's so got to right. kind of come out of it. And Trump, whether you like him or hate him, or whatever, ah! at least it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> but listen, but at least it's a, it's a it's a shaking up so a new synthesis can develop. I bet develop. you Janice has met Trump before. I have. I stole his limousine. But uh, has he ever hit on you? He did say I told with you. Melania at the Vera Wang Fashion oh Show. Oh my God! Those have got to be the greatest legs I've ever seen on a broad in my life. I was shell shocked. I felt raped. I felt raped. That's who's president of the United States. I mean, Drew. the guy, you know. But I, look again, how he's like. I said to Susan, I'm walking in, Susan <laughs> Pinsky, walking in today. I said, "You're in great shape, you know." But the way I said it to Susan, what is wasn't as just just a, as obtrusive vulgar. and vulgar. vulgar as Trump going up to the president of of France's wife and raising her hand when he initially meets the the first woman of France, going, "You're in great shape." You know, I mean, it's just, I'm not an apologist. <laughs> I, you know, I'm so, not an apologist. Yeah. Trust me. I, so well, so I mean, you, you're having a feeling of this synthetic generation. It's a synthesis. A something's happening. Something's poly, happening. Like, something's changing. Something's it happening. is, it has, but, but it's, it's not going to go one way or the other. You need it's to come pinpoint together. this, doctor. You need I, to be I'm, a specialist. And what if it thinking, turns thinking, into thinking. what if it turns into a, a, a authoritarian government? We're already – they just went through that. I was told how to think, how to – you know. Do you hear what they're doing in Canada? They have a law coming or they've tried to make a law where you have to pre- refer to people by their preferred gender pronoun or it's against <laughs> the law. If you offend them, you could not only go to jail. You could be financially encumbered and oh. because they are so careful to make sure that, that every – Gender is represented. They have something like 150 different ones, okay, so including 75 Z categories, like Zeds, Zits, Zaz, Zuzu, Zola, Zuba, and Za, and Za, <laughs> Zay, and and it's like, and to make sure that even people with gender fluidity fluidity are in, in covered. Stop if you, for if the you, light way. Hang you, on. You, you, you have to put a pin in this. You've got to explain to everybody what you're talking okay, about because you're going I deep. I will say even those with gender fluidity, if they change their mind in five minutes and they just become a Z for a ZA and you may use the wrong one, you're guilty for using the wrong one. So we're talking about how people identify themselves with their pronouns, their, their gender identity. For example – for example. For example, it's not just a you binary can be bi, world. You can be bi. No, you can be they, straight. it, zed, za, zu, z. This is what they're calling no, them not in that's Canada? That's sexual identity. Gender identity. But, your gender. And you can have all these different pronouns to refer to your gender that are permutations on something. Well, are you trying to tell us all something that we didn't know about you? didn't you, know about this? About you. Yes, I'm a zed. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, if you don't call me Zed, I'm going to sue you. Okay. Well, that's, a, that's how bad it's gotten. I'm going to call my that's, Canadian lawyers. That's pretty bad. Well, you just raped me by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, the point, is, the point is that is a kind of government that I don't want and you to don't, deal with. And you that's don't why I'm believe, moving to France. And yeah. you don't believe that social media and the narcissism of our culture has created that kind of thinking rather than you need to learn how to be resilient and if people don't like you that's fine fuck them it's you know all I mean? it's I, I can't point at one thing and go that caused that it's too weird i can right tell now. you by being the recipient of millions of haters and millions of lovers it's like whatever you know what whatever is going on at the time you know it, it's, I, it's, I, I it's think bad. We, I mean, you can actually, if you're if you're not stable and solid, you can actually t- become so, and, and go into such a what do you call it, Drew? When 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 someone is so bullied, you know, and and like subscribe, traumatized. You're traumatized. traumatized. I think Trump is traumatized right now. Could be. 
I think that's why no, he went Trump to the Democrats. No, Trump has frontal lobe dementia. No. no. Yes, look at the cadence no, of his speech. No, he's way smarter. He's way smarter than you he's people give him credit for. He's got frontal lobe dementia. He's you know, you think smarter. he's smart? I think he's crazy. Frontal temporal dementia is a little bit different. But let's take a call here. Let's take a call. There you go. <laughs> I don't see the name because I don't have the screen up here. What, who's, who's our caller? Give me a name. You can't see it? I can't see it. Uh, Alyssa. 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 Alyssa, what's going on, Alyssa? You there? Yes. Hey, Hi. Um, hey, I was wondering how you feel about long-term methadone maintenance treatment. Well, we're not super – Bob and I are both – you know, you've heard him talk – if you listen to this, this podcast, you've heard him go off that Suboxone. When I heard that, that youthful, exuberant voice, I would not want – a young person to be on it, right. giving up hope. That's right. But I also don't want a young person to die of oxycotton or fentanyl or whatever. That, that's exactly the conundrum. And so methadone, there's there's better alternatives to meth. You know, one thing Bob and I do believe is that Suboxone is a better alternative to methadone because methadone, once you're on it, you you really can never get off. <sighs> and if you're on enough of it. Not to do drugs. You usually have to take so much that you really can't function very well. And you meet well. some of the nicest people in town. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you're in stage with no hope and no resources and no family and maybe polydiagnosed, sure, if that Wait, works can, for you. Wait, can we ask? Are you asking for yourself or a friend? No, myself. I have okay. um, 23 months in a methadone maintenance program, um, and I was an addict for 10-plus years. So um, after trying many, many different things, including Suboxone, uh, methadone is the only thing I found that works. Okay. How much oh. do you take? Um, I'm on 130 milligrams. Um, See, most people, above eight, I've, mo- I've been on most people above 80 milligrams have trouble functioning so, and get lots so of we, side effects. You just open up a Pandora's box, and if you can just bear with us for a few minutes. I was on methadone in the 80s and 90s. The maximum dose you could get was 60. Oh, yeah. Why is it now 130? Because it works better. It's yeah, just, I was it, smoking crack and yeah, doing right. Ouch. That's right. Funny. The higher dose works better. But the problem with the higher but dose fun. is you get sweating in your hands. You get asexual – you know, sexual functioning is gone. A lot of fatigue, sleep disturbances. Do you oh, have that's any, my problem. Any of that stuff? Yeah, uh, maybe uh, methadone. Any of that stuff, Lisa? Yeah. A lot of those things, a lot, yeah. and a lot of them, it's kind of a, a draw. What would I rather? Would I rather go back to the lifestyle that I used to live, or right. I no. mean, no. But you can, you know, try taking. Is, there, it, is it there, really there another comes road down to for me? Well, the question is: Is yeah. there another road? Yeah. I think you need right. a really good uh, uh, psychopharmacologist to help you out with that. Well, but she's already on the methadone now. Yeah, but I. Think what was she the highest dose? But wait, what was the highest dose of Suboxone you were on? Um, I took the eight milligrams three times a day. Wow. But that was the highest. Twenty-four. That's a lot. You can take more, but thirty-two but is about as 32 much as you can it. go. Uh, all right. Well, listen. I, did you ever go somewhere for like a year and try to get sober, like away a, a in a sustained environment? No, I, I never had the opportunity to. See, um, I've been to. I, I'm on um, uh, state-funded insurance, so right. I've been to many. Yeah. Uh, bottom of the barrel rehab. Yep. And where do you live? What state do you live in? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is rough. That's a rough state too. Uh, listen, I, I hats off to you for finding a way to survive with this condition and with the resources that are available. Bottom line. Bottom yeah. line. Go to meetings, and you never know what's going to happen next. Okay. Sure. All right, Alyssa. Yep. Go, that's good. Good. Good Thanks on you. Thanks for well calling done. in yeah, and to bring that up. Take care of yourself, honey. 
All right, who's the other caller there? But who, Drew, I'm I'm trying to say it was federally regulated. Who upped the dose? I don't know. I don't know. It, it's a weird yeah. thing. Didn't it have to go through all kinds oh, of bureaucracy? Sure. Oh sure. I'm sure it was the medical system. Medical, you know, the people that run. You know, the maximum you could get if you failed time and time again to stay off of other drugs. They still was only 60 milligrams. That you I get. don't know about this. I'm married to a, 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 like a retired expert in the field that like probably wrote more papers than Freud did on the subject. So, of I methadone? Mean, of, yeah, of all of it. He's, of methadone? He's like the doctor in the big book. Um, on, on methadone? All, everything. Because methadone is its own thing. It's its own interesting thing. You can get them off the record. Okay. You know, right. And ask yeah. them about these things. Okay. Well, the only thing is that Suboxone was was is just a new version of methadone that you can get yeah. from a pharmacy rather than go to it, a methadone it, but clinic. But yeah, see, methadone is federally regulated. It has, has its own sort of advocacy. Can culture. I tell you a funny story? It also has like this is just kind of fantastic fantasy that it, that it's still oh, do you methadone. Re- oh yeah. no! Can do you, you, do you remember Mike Starr's? De- did yes. you remember his detox? That was, that was methadone. That was that twenty was milligrams. Oh my gosh! And that was methadone well, like, having smoked crack all the time, flushing the methadone out of his system. But let but me tell you something funny about methadone. Methadone get out. Six months. Jesus. It takes, or it takes a See, long time. See, I didn't believe you, Drew, when I asked you about, about sleeping pills. Yeah. You told me, you kept telling me, oh, I'm going to give you a, for, a month he, for every year. He said you're a month. And then after a month, I called him. He says, well, I, I started seeing you. He said, six months. And he goes, I said, it was after six months. I was like, when am I going to start feeling better? You said, three years. I, I said, well, he go, you said, I couldn't tell you before because I really wanted you to get sober. Yeah. What I say, what I say is, also, let's get through the first six months. Yeah. At six months, you do You'll be you, better. You'll, you'll be, be better, better than you were. But Three years better. is a really good but thing to it, say. Well, but listen, at, at, <laughs> what I said was at the end of the first year, you'll go, wow, I really was not normal that whole year. I feel a lot better. Right, right. And you'll do the same thing at the end of three years. And is that the same and, for methadone, though? Is it the same type of kick? Methadone, all these synthetic things are different. But let yeah. me tell you something about the methadone clinic. So in the 80s, when I first oh, I became a touring musician and I was a heroin addict and I was nervous, like you couldn't find heroin right. all over America like you can now. Right. Mm. This old junkie musician told me, just Every time when you get it, you need to get dope. Get go up in the morning. Clinic. Go to the methadone yeah. clinic. That's yeah. where they keep all the drug addicts. You want to find heroin? That's hilarious. Yeah, the those methadone. the methadone alleys. Well, those... Yeah, the methadone alleys. <laughs> Drew, yeah. just Bob, like you've original. been there. Well, I've seen them. It's I've, unbelievable. That's where all the drug addicts yeah. in a town collect about eight or right, nine right. in the morning. Mm. The perfect time. Didn't you write a book with Judith Regan? Did you write a book with her? I've written three, yeah. With Judith. Yeah. Well, her office now looks over one of those methadone alleys. On it's Hollywood Boulevard? Boulevard? No, no, in, no, in New York. No, in in Soho, sort of, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Allison, look at Allison here. Allison on the line. Allison, can you hear us? Hi there. Yes, hey. I can. Hey, hey, hey. Alice. Go ahead. Well, I'm just um, wondering if I'm practicing too much uh, tough love with my husband. He was arrested about a month ago um, for driving without a license and failure to appear, and he was sentenced to six months, but he's been using oxyfentanyl and Xanax and I don't know what else. Goody, um, goodies he's locked up. Weeks. Yeah, survive. I, it, What's it, the it's question? insane. He hasn't worked for two years. It's been awful. Um, so... I've detached. I told him I don't want any more words. I don't want any more promises. He has to do this on his own, and he has to get better, and, and I'll talk to him once in a while. I've only talked to him once in the last five months. Nice. I mean, five weeks. Um, so I'm just wondering, is that too much tough love? Am I putting too much on him? The, the only thing about that, I, I think tough love is sort of a, unfortunately, sort of a misnomer of sorts. It, it, 
it should be firm boundaries. And you can only do that with the right attitude if you're going to a program called Al-Anon or you have a, or you have a therapist. You have to have someone standing yeah. with you so you do it with love and compassion, not out of anger and frustration. And usually people you know, reject people as opposed to going, look, I love you. I'm, I'm fully supportive, but I'm with my sponsor now and she has suggested that we not see each other at the moment. Uh, I'm, if you get do you make the next three months, I'm sure I'll be completely whatever it is. Whatever do you have with children you. with him? No, this is our both of our second marriages, so we have children separate. Did he get the? But, did he make? Yeah. I, 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 Allison, did mm-hmm. he get the medication from a doctor, or did he get it from the street? No. Oh, there you go. He across the border in Mexico. Because that's the other thing that people don't call notify the doctors and go, "Hey, you prescribing drug? Right. If he dies, okay. I will hold you accountable." Exactly. Just put the make that call. Look, I was going to say, yeah, and then uh, that's that. But now the horse is out of the barn. Now, yeah. So the very question few is, people ugh. are on. He's got those the taste for. He's got the taste of Satan inside him. Yeah. yeah. So I hey, think, and what we usually tell people is, that, you know, when they're in their disease, you, you can't be around them. And in their recovery, you'll support him when, he, when he's fully recovered, when he's in, you know, in a place and structured and living and doing his thing. It's like, okay, you'll you'll be back. You'll you got to start taking care of yourself first. You got to take care of yourself. That's right. And, yeah. and are you are you, I going, know, are you going to Al Anon or something? Yeah, I have a therapist, and I go to Al-Anon. Okay. Oh, great. So, okay. so, so you know what you're doing. And you don't so sound where angry. Is the guilt, the where is, where is some of your concern, concern whether, you're, whether you're doing the right or wrong thing? Is somebody criticizing you for being self-love? Where is that coming from? Somebody- you know what, Sonny? I, I think I'm doing it to myself because okay. even his parents are, are, they live in Vegas and they've only been down here once to see him and they refuse to bail him out. Um, he's burnt all these bridges. Um, I think my big concern is fear if he does get out or when he does get out. If, I mean, he has two paths, right? He uh-huh. has the, let's get fixed. I'm, this is my rock bottom and I'm going to go that way or he's going to go back to Mexico and just do his thing there. Um, so I think my biggest fear is that. But I think it's more self um induced or whatever that i'm concerned that no I, th- I think your fear is, your fear is your fear is justified that he's going to die and he mm-hmm. could yeah. he, he could easily very easily yeah, fentanyl he could easily yeah and so you know keep encouraging the treatment that's available get him to somebody if you know find places help him find treatment if you want but don't have anything to do with the disease. I'm sorry. You just It's not going to be can't. helpful. You have to take care of yourself first. And that's why what Drew said, Alanon, is really important. You know, it just it puts you yeah. in contact with other, other people that are walking the same path as you. It's very scary. It's really you know, hard. I was talking. I was talking with a real uh, another junkie friend of mine who's known as this survivor story like me. And we both <laughs> said we'd be dead. In this environment, we definitely would be would have died. With all the availability. With all the availability yeah. of fentanyl and these oh, high you dose. You can just overdose we'd be dead. on that stuff. Yeah. It, 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 the, the death rate is is the it's real insane. junkies too. I think I texted you that. The, yeah. The, they're all Lisa, dead. my friend, died. Yeah. She's been doing drugs for 30 years. Like, that's crazy. And then suddenly it's dies. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's heartbreaking what's it's going like on out there. It's like he pushes the envelope and he can do, you know, he keeps taking this and this and this and he adds this and this and he's not dead. Or he doesn't get pulled over for driving. Or he doesn't, you know, it's like God's watching. Does he have a license? Like did he have, <laughs> no, did he have a driver's license? Suspended. Oh, he's suspended. Oh. And he was oh. driving anyway. Where'd he get yeah. the keys? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like a cop. Where does he get the keys? Did <laughs> yeah. you, you know you should have thrown him out or locked him? Oh no, out. it's not her fault. No, but the quite that's the right question. It's a family it's disease. At this point, too. it's a family oh, disease. Stolen. Oh, the stolen car. That's he a, stole the car. I love yeah, this guy. That's, a, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my idol. That's, 
Resourceful. Do I know, do do I know him? Oh, oh, junkies are very resourceful. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, my dear, listen. Wait, wait. Facebook wants to know about Vivitrol. Okay, hold on. So I'm going I'm to let uh, Allison go. Allison, I, it's hard work. Make sure you have lots really, of support. Really, take care of yourself. I mean, I, I, You're doing got, the right thing. There are kids there too. I know, and they're gonna. They love him. I, I understand. It, it's not a. It's not an easy thing to do, but anything you do actively, he's, his disease is going to take advantage of. So just stay in the corner with yeah. the people that are there to support you, okay? Bob and weave. Bob and weave. Mm-hmm. Like Muhammad Ali. Well. So Vivitrol is well, a— Well, first, sh- what's the difference between Suboxone and Vivitrol? Oh, very different. Suboxone very- is an opiate with an opioid blocking agent. It's a replacement therapy. It's buprenorphine. Vivitrol— it's just the blocking agent uh, itself, and it's it's very good for alcoholism. I've even seen it work for cocaine, uh, and it's a shot that lasts about a month. It's expensive as hell. That's the biggest problem. Remember we had dinner with that woman that was the nurse that was the Vivitrol nurse, and she was talking about all the good yeah. – she was going to prisons, and it seemed like good results there. Right. And um, what does and it do? It blocks the, the opioid the receptor. Uh, the people, a little people, bit. Mostly here's the, here's what I've observed. I've seen thousands of people take it. In the people it works in, it works amazing. Yeah, it doesn't work with everybody. And but most it doesn't. It's they're ambiguous about whether it's working or yeah, not. Yeah, yes, most. And That's it's true. almost like psychotropic drugs. It's almost like antidepressants. Wow, I see that. But but generally, I don't know why there's not more enthusiasm for opioid blockers like naltrexone on a regular basis. Why do we have to use a partial agonist or a partial antagonist? Because it makes for good patients. <laughs> well, it may because it, literally the literature the literature says because the patient finds the drug more reinforcing. <laughs> That's what the literature says. Unbelievable. So I think. Well, the side the, effects on all these all these meds and just if you had a choice, you know, you can't you can't swallow. Your tongue blows up. You know, you become suicidal. All these all these side effects. Yep. All medicines have side effects. That's right. All medicines are dangerous. They, they read it so at the dangerous. end. Could, could cause vomiting, sterilization, and, dizziness, vomiting, headaches, death, and sudden well, let's, cardiac let's, death. Let's I mean, go back to Janice and her one, life. I mean, We've got to way down. Viagra commercial. Wait, you just really see the quick, side effects from before, Viagra. Before we do that, can we – Alyssa was on the, on the on line the phone, yeah. and she said she only had one issue with her call about methadone was that Dr. Oh, yeah. Drew had asked about if I'd gone away for a year. And when I said I didn't have the money, he didn't give me an alternative. That's well, the point. That's, that's the real the problem. Point. That's and the I'm point. sorry. I'm sorry that. No, I'm not sorry. I am not sorry. I do not apologize. I'm sorry you didn't hear what I said. What I said was, she. what I said was that I, I that breaks my heart, and I understand. Therefore, what you had to do, and good on you for surviving in a system that is not readily available to you. You you advocated on your own behalf. You found something that works, and I think hats off to you for doing so. In the in a, a better, if I could design a better treatment for you, we'd send you somewhere for a couple of years and keep you. And you're right; there's very little out there like that. There's just very little for somebody who doesn't have a lot of resources, and that's very sad. The alternatives become saving lives rather than returning somebody to full full flourishing. And I get that. I totally well, get we, it. Well, we we talked about the, some of the things. Yeah, she's surviving and she's stable and she's employed and there's so many positives coming from the methadone. But she's also non-sexual and, and sweating and, and like, I'm sleepy yeah, and, and so, fatigued. So and these are sleeping. the side effects, same right. as every other drug they advertise on television. Drugs have side effects. Methadone has bad side effects. I would not. Oh want God, yeah. And then you can't get off once you're I on got it. off from how much? Sixty. 
60 by doing heroin for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that's how you get off methadone. <laughs> no, but I really wish you good luck, Ali- um, Alicia. Alyssa, well, really good luck. We, we, we weren't, yeah, absolutely. We're, Drew that's and Bob why, weren't being slight. Was, he was no, not being no, slight. I did, no. I was, I'm a witness to how, how you I can think, handle it. I was being and we were all saying that it is really tough in Pennsylvania what you're going well, through. Well, tough everywhere. And, yeah, and I, I, my I, prayers are with you. I, like, I really suggest the Al-Anon. Here's That's Allison. Let's give her some hope. I just dealt with a client who went down from 130. It took eight months, five milligrams, five milligrams every week or something. That's pretty good. Right? Mm -hmm. And then he went into treatment for 60 days. Right. Right? Right. At the at the bottom, mm-hmm. I think they, they get you down to 20 or yeah. something, right? We used to do it all the time. So, so there's a way off. You just need health insurance. That's all. Mm-hmm. And so, so, Oh, yes. We need a new president. You, you need health insurance. You need – but 60 days – where do you get 60 days of treatment? It's covered well, by it's, health insurance. You get housing about, without patient. Is it patient. on Obamacare? Housing without patient. Okay. You get like for, – for, if you got good Aetna insurance, you'll get like three weeks inpatient and then right. nine weeks outpatient with sober living. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. And still, it's still a day to day thing. It's like so. It's can you imagine though? You're feeling meetings. like you're feeling anxious. You know what? What is the feeling? He described to me like he'll he'll wake up you're in a good mood head. and then and then by mid afternoon he just thinks it's a terrible mistake. Yeah, like I should I, just I stay on that. whatever dose I'm on this week. I feel he dread. felt like dread. that every week. Dread, dread, right? A sense of loss. But he made it through. And he's, you know, he's... That's fantastic. He's, he's rocking along. That's really good. So, and th- that's why I say you never know what's going to happen. No, you right? don't. Even with the gal who thinks her husband or ex-husband's going to die from fentanyl, everybody thought I was going to die. I'm alive. And a bunch of people that told me I was going to die well, are dead. Well, you're a different you specimen, never know. Bob. You really you are. You never know. <laughs> you never know. That's, that's true. Bob is an original. For sure. I, my, one of my favorite people in the world died two, uh, about nine days Sorry. ago. Who was it? I, Lisa, her name is. I won't go into the details, but... Ouch. But... I was sure she was never going to die of drugs, right? Hmm? She overdosed. Yeah, it's I'm just so it's a sad, sad state of affairs, right? Yeah. But it started with marijuana. But it can happen. It just gave no long term sobriety. That started with marijuana. Oh, like, so that's why I say you don't know what where this journey ends. No, you could have gone to a Green Day it. concert like I did last night. You got to change your sobriety date, Janice. Gifting. You got to change your sobriety date. But that's you were high on pot the other day. So high last night on pot. But people using marijuana or using Adderall, they 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 start on a slow, weird. The thinking goes off, and it just it's oh, a slow yeah. slide that people get into. Even when these things have value to them therapeutically, what do, let, it turns let me ask the addiction you back on. What do 46-year-old people need to focus on? Thank you. You know what I mean? The ADHD stuff. Right? Who gives a fuck? I was talking about it in the club. You know what I mean? Why would a doctor, in all without laughing, say, well, you know, you 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 know, you're writing a book. <laughs> I mean, everyone you're not, has you're it. You're not everyone working in nuclear it. physics everyone or like curing it. cancer. I don't, I don't think you need to focus what too about, much. <laughs> Drew, what, Drew and Bob, what about, like, I have questions. What about all of the, like, you know, I went to a gifting suite yesterday. Susan just, I, she asked me what I did yesterday. I went to a gifting suite for the Emmys and they were, they had a big bag of hemp oil, hemp yeah, oil, yeah. brownies, oh, yeah. j- um, like some, you know, just all this stuff with it. With they are out- they're outlawing the gummy bears. Now it's legal, but what does that do to a body to start taking hemp oil? You know, for someone who doesn't know what they're doing, I don't think anything does it. If it doesn't have there's yeah. there's the CBA the CB, CBDs. It, CBDs and all what, that. What, what is it? Those may have value. Those have they, have, value. they think they have medical value. Yeah, they a lot of different what? things what? for dementia, anti seizure. 
For dementia, too, right? They're, they're giving trying. them out now in gift bags. I don't think it's you really. It's the chic, hip yeah. thing in L.A. now. Okay, that's what I'm you know saying. What I mean? Like vitamin drips. Yeah. Oh, you I know, got one the other day. You know, a, a banana-infused, <laughs> you know, vitamin drip. I bet you, have you ever had? I've never had I one. was hooked up to an ozone therapy machine and a vitamin drip. Oh, Why? That's L.A., that's Vegas. baby. Oh, that's Vegas. That's how you get rid of uh, uh, pneumonia. Hangovers, but hangovers <laughs> as well. No. But it's Same so much thing. cooler to have two IVs in and you're walking no, but around. So, so there's no placebo. Okay, so like, like so there's you cannot get hooked to the hemp oils or like all you these can, drops. You can. It, depends. The, the drops. it depends. It there's depends. There's THC in there. That's well, there's what I'm some saying. That, there's some that isn't. Yeah. Why they would be giving out intoxicants. Their argument is they give out champagne, don't they? Yeah. You know Same what thing. I mean? That's yeah. what I thought. You get alcohol too. Yeah. yeah. I Listen, I... I understand the argument. Yeah, but you can also become an addict and die from it eventually. From alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, I, I don't I – don't. Well, the good news is that's one thing I did avoid because I, I was never a drunk so I, or an alcoholic. Well, I, of course I'm an alcoholic, but I have the behavior. But I, I, I wasn't – that wasn't my thing. It, it wasn't was your drug of choice. Pills. It wasn't your drug of choice. Yeah, but anything can be is the problem, and right. it's it's that slow slide. When Bob came slide. to my house, he was, you know, he, I remember Bob being in the kitchen, you know, like this with. I said, but Bob, booze in her house it was, it was like, unbelievable. Me, I was like Bob. I said, people give me things. He goes, no. He's like taking the bottles like this, going like this. <laughs> you want to get sober? He's taking like you know the crystal and everything going down. And I'm like, uh, it's not my thing. It's I have guests. He's like. No, you got to you got to do it. Hun- walk, this is Bob you never were up there. You got to do it one hundred percent. Watch this. He's you double walk. fisting like tequila and te- <laughs> champagne. And you I walk in her house. There's a but right I, to the right is the living room. But with I had a, a bar. Huge bar. Okay, but in a bar, you I entertain and uh, anyway that I'm <laughs> well, still, still here. You're still sober. Yeah. Thank God we poured read, that booze. But down. at the gifting suite yesterday, I didn't reach for the tequila. You know, I I did I did take the I did I do have friends that would I think <laughs> the cannabis like right. the cannabis oil. <laughs> well, with that that whole the cannabis story will sort itself out. It's been way too far one way for too long. Right. It's going to go too far the other right. way for a while. Mm-hmm. And if people will figure balance. it out, balance balance. Yeah, people will figure it out. I, I, don't, I don't need anything but an IV drip of vitamins. And some hydrolite. And hydrolite. Yeah, dude. This- hydrolite's got me going for the last hour. I was hour. doing I- both. <laughs> One cup of hydrolite per hour, I would say, will keep your serotonin level. I think this is my- the new answer to what I was looking for. <laughs> Optimum right. health. Should we get any more Facebook? I hate questions? to say goodbye, but we yeah, we, we got to say goodbye. We go the three so of us we'll can go all day. Next week oh yeah, back next week for one, episode one hundred. One hundred. Congratulations, Drew and Bob. Thank you. It's been you, a pleasure Dennis. to do your show. Thanks, so Susan. Probably one of my favorites. Tally ho, and away we go. See you next week <laughs> in a brand new show. Right, Janice? right on. Uh, also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter at Doctor Drew, and at This Life Podcast. Doctor.com. Check out the podcast. Me with Corolla. Me with uh, Doctor Spaz. Ami Horowitz. The Howard Vortex coming soon. And the award-winning now, my Dr. Drew podcast has gotten an award. Congratulations, yeah, Drew. Award-winning. How about that? Awesome. What, which award? Podcast Movement Award. That's amazing. It Listen. was the Health and Fitness Podcast of the Year. Is yes. That was, yeah. That's amazing. Awesome. Crazy. Congratulations. It was, yeah, it was, so that's it, a big kudu. Speaking of frontotemporal kudu. dementia, kudu. It, it was a conversation with Bobcat. The, the, what they submitted was a conversation I had with Bobcat Goldthwaite where he described for the first time the last few weeks of Robin Williams' life mm. who had uh, Louis body dementia. Ouch. And no one knew it at the time. And I was like, oh, my God. He told this story that was just heart-wrenching. It was unbelievable what that man was dealing with his last six months of life. Tragic and, waste of life. And Bob was his best friend. I didn't know that. And he was trying to support him through this. And 
the uh, death, the, the demise at the end was really more to sort of just out of desperation. He was really out of his mind by that point mm. with the dementia. Really mm. just I, very I know tormented. Trump has it. Trump <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Trump's got it. Let me just promote something on the positive. There's a family battlefield addiction. I'm hosting their event with Ryan Leaf, the mighty Ryan Leaf, who's nice. turned over a new leaf. Nice. The football oh, player. Good. Who went to prison um, for, and uh, is sober now and a big uh, spokesperson cool. for sobriety. And it's October 28th up in Seattle, the annual Battlefield Addiction Dinner and Auction. Please join us for fun. Delicious night benefiting a great cause. And Sounds that good. Is, that is the moms who've lost their kids. We met them. Yes. And they, Janice, no, they're doing something positive. Janice they're trying Dickinson, to help other moms. Yes. Where can we send people for you? To see you, to find you. Oh, to just hashtag Janice Dickinson. Hashtag Janice Dickinson on, on Twitter. <laughs> Instagram. Where my social I, media. Where can I go binge watch those old top models where you, you just know, rip they're, people they're new ones? They're still in syndication, you know, and my my TV show. It's not know. on Hulu or Netflix or anything? I'm not hawking anything. I came on this show. It's an honor to to work with Bob and, 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 and Drew. Well, I'm not it's just anything. our pleasure to see you doing so well. Thank and you. Your, it's your awesome. New, your new married life. Thank you very much. I'm in a good parenting place. role. It's Love all my great. husband. Good for you. All right, thanks, Janice. Thank you so much. God bless. We'll see you next time. God bless. Remember, you can find all these podcasts at drdrew.com. The Dr. Drew podcast, the This Life podcast, and the Adam and Drew podcast, which is available five days a week. Find them all on iTunes and rate us five stars. Subscribe and get it first. And if you're really happy, click on the Amazon banner at drdrew.com to help support the show. We'll thank you for it. If you join the email list via drdrew.com slash contact, we'll send you a weekly infusion newsletter with Dr. Drew's news. We're so grateful when you get in touch. We read all your emails and we'll bring you the subject matter you want to hear about. You live.